Welcome to Lavender Sessions with Amanda, an Asheville girl with a Carolina mindset, encouraging others through life's crazy moments. Hey guys, hope you're having a great weekend so far. This Soul Sister Sunday is with one of my best friends, Ashley. She and I met in high school and we really didn't become the friends that we are today until we actually worked at a little cafe making drinks and sandwiches and having a lot of downtime to basically tell each other stories. <laughs> and we spent a lot of our spare time literally at a coffee shop just talking for hours. So this conversation is definitely a great example of our relationship and all the random things that we talk about. I hope you enjoy. As always, make sure you rate this podcast, leave a review and share, and come over to Lavender Louise on Instagram and let me know what you and your best friends always talk about. I think I need my wisdom teeth out. You don't have your wisdom teeth out? No. I never went through that particular high school ritual. <laughs> That's how you get inducted into womanhood. <laughs> I had braces, you know, for 10 years, but... Gabby's like, I want to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. Look at her bad ears. She's so ridiculous. She's extremely expressive. Ashley and I have been friends for 10, over 10 years at this point, right? We're coming up on 15. Aw. Yeah. We're like an old married couple. <laughs> You've been married to me longer than you have your husband. Yes. Congratulations. And we have been through many ups and downs. In our lives together. <laughs> sure. Many relationships we've gone through together, separately, but together <laughs> at the same time. And so she's going to be a part of one of the Soul Sister Sundays. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Why did you want to talk about Marie Kondo? What's your, what do you love about her? What is your, give me all the, the tea. As we sit and drink tea. Yeah. Oh, this was a good idea. <laughs> Punny. I don't know. So I, I. I watched a couple episodes of the show, uh-huh. the first three episodes. Yeah. And I was really surprised by how much I liked them. Is it, do you think it's weird with the translator being there? No, I like that a lot. Really? I, I really like that they're not forcing her to speak English. English. Yeah. You know, and, and there's been a couple of articles written about that, about how Netflix has really kind of expanded their international content and how it's allowing Americans access to content that we wouldn't otherwise have. have yeah yeah um like there's a show that we like babylon berlin which is in, in german on so, netflix yeah. or is yeah, it on netflix oh how have i missed that it started on bbc i think i think or something so yeah so I don't, I don't mind having the translator i think that adds a lot of authenticity and you know yeah so i like that because i've only watched i watched the first episode and then I got distracted, but I still love it. <laughs> so I haven't gotten any further into it. So is it still kind of the same where she just goes to the different families? Yeah. Or? So I've, I've only seen half of the episodes. Um, so it, it, it's not exploitative like a lot of the other home reality shows, like Hoarders. It's not, it's not Hoarders <laughs> at all. Like, where I, she I, comes to save like grandma who has one te- tooth in her head who's yeah. been addicted to crack her whole life yeah I, yeah I don't feel like I'm complicit in like the humiliation of, of the people on right. the shows and so I, I like her overall ethos to maintaining a home like I, I really like the minimalism yeah. Uh, yeah I gravitate towards that anyway and I really like kind of the philosophy that she brings to it yeah it, it's supposed to be very cleansing it's supposed to kind of help you psychologically 
uh, let go of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and for anyone who gets, like, severe anxiety by being in a cluttered space, like yeah. I do, I, I like going through the process of... Decluttering. Decluttering <laughs> and, and cleaning things out, so... And Ashley's house is very clean, and mine is not. <laughs> Ashley's house is always very clean. Anytime I've been here, it is always... It looks like a museum in here. I love it. Well, that was purposeful. <laughs> I was fully planning on convincing you to... You should have just made it look like... Just ripped books down and then been like, let's now Marie Kondo the place. If, if I were living by myself... <laughs> It would be like that. It would be like that. Uh, we would probably have... Because my room is a disaster. I'm not even going things. That's actually been a, a, a very mild sticking point in my relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came in and, you know, with, you know, his blessing, started right. making recommendations. and uh, As to things to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a couple pieces of furniture down in storage that uh, we are totally saving. <laughs> not getting rid of any of it. Right. For the next step. Yeah. Like right now, I think in my in my room, I have I've got a chair that has towels that need to be folded. Right. Those are towels that my sister and I share. So, <laughs> and then I've got a pile of clean clothes that I just took out. So I'm total opposite <laughs> of Marie Kondo. But I like her thing where she the first episode that I watched was where she went in with that family, mm-hmm. and they seem to have a lot of issues as a couple. Yeah. But where she literally made them take everything out of their closet, do the thank you, I don't need you, do I need you type of scenario with it. So if I'm if I'm correct, she um, so Marie Kondo uh, worked as some sort of administrator in a, a Shinto temple oh. in Japan, and and so her, there are elements of the Shinto religion in her method. Uh, uh, have you read her book? No. no. Okay. I'm neither. Um, I've read a lot of pieces about her and her show, though. And so the the thing where she does, you know, where she like taps the books to kind of wake them up. Right. That's based in, in Shinto beliefs that objects, inanimate objects, can have spirits similar to the way, like living organisms do. Right. Um, and then I think I think that's where you know expressing gratitude for, like your home and your your things. Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think trans- I, I think that translates really well to kind of an American adaptation of conscious consumption. Yeah. You know? 100%. It's like going through what you already have, considering if you have used it properly. Right. And, you know. Doing with it as you please. Yeah. <laughs> and then being more conscious when you're adding things yeah. to your home. Right. You know, so... And it, I was listening to a podcaster the other day, and I can't remember who it was... But they were having a very similar conversation about decluttering and things like that. And the girl was talking about how she was just giving away her expensive Louis Vuittons. (laughs) Instead of, because she had already invested the money in it, instead of reconsigning them. Mm -hmm. Because she felt like giving them away was more than reaping a... um, a payoff from it. Right. Even though she had already spent X amount of dollars on this designer bag, she was just going to give it away instead of yeah. reconsigning it or something. I thought that was an interesting aspect. Because I guess when you think of, oh, I bought this really expensive thing and I still want to get my money's worth and I'm going to resell it to make that back. Instead of where I thought it was interesting, yeah. Marie Kondo was more like just Send get rid it of out. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, because there's the, the, the fallacy of sunken costs. Mm. You know, if I spend $1,500 on a bag, even if I don't use it, I don't want to give it away because I've spent the money. Right. But it is just adding to clutter, which is just kind of another mental expense. You know, the ability to just kind of let it go is right. a really important thing to consider. There was a girl and one thing that was in her closet that always brought her like in her subconscious she would see it was like her undergraduate degree or some some book from school I think it was not a degree because she didn't graduate Mm -hmm. from college but she had this book in her closet and every time she would look at the book she would subconsciously think about the disappointment she brought to her family for not completing college yeah and how she finally had to go and like get the book down and like get rid of it she's like why am I keeping this book I'm not going back to school and I'm not taking this business 101 class and all this is doing is making me feel really bad that I you know disappointed x y and z yeah and you're using it as a way to punish yourself right because uh, I there were, I think there were aspects of that in, in the first episode with the first family the wife and the mother obviously felt such a like overwhelming sense of guilt yeah. <laughs> for not being able to keep this perfect household right and I, I think it was just kind of this awful spiral of guilt and uh, and punishment. I also really like the method because I'm not sentimental. And yeah. so that aspect of, of it comes very naturally. See, some things I'm sentimental about and other things I'm not, which is why I have a really... Like, I have a bunch of t-shirts that I got from dance competitions that right. I'm never going to really wear again because, honestly, my boobs are too big and they don't fit in them anymore. <laughs> But I still keep them because it's that reminder of, oh, I did this or, oh, I did that. And I've slimmed them down over the years, but I still have a lot of them because I have this, I have the sentimental thing to them that I try to let go of. I'm like, why do I have this dumb shirt that I'm never going to wear again? (laughs) But I can't let it go. Sometimes I worry about my lack of sentimentality. (laughs) Like, I wonder, I wonder if it's a character flaw. No. Because uh, here, here, here is it. Here's what oh, it is. Boy. I, I don't really enjoy, like, giving presents. Uh-huh. I don't really like receiving them. I don't have any pictures. Neither does Gabby. Neither does Gabby. <laughs> the majority of pictures I have are of my dog, uh, not of... <laughs> well, she's gorgeous, that's why. She is perfect. <laughs> So sometimes I kind of wonder if I'm a little bit of a sociopath. I mean, you kind of are, but I think that's for other reasons, not because of the sentimental issues. Have you seen the Dating Around show on Netflix yet? Have you watched that? Have I told you? Oh my gosh. Okay, so you've got to watch the show. (laughs) All right. It kind of made me want to go on, start dating again and like actually go on a date (laughs) because of the show. But it's also super stupid. So (laughs) it's in New York City. Okay. Okay. And it's like six episodes. And it's single people, I don't know how Netflix, like, found their match or whatever. Mm. Pair them up with, like, five different people. They go on a date. And then the person picks, like, one person to go on a second date with. Now, out of six of these people, two of them are from Charlotte, North Carolina, living in New York. Okay. One, this isn't the person that's from Charlotte, but one of the people that is going on these dates, she is from... I can't remember exactly where her parents are from, but she comes from an Indian culture. And so she's divorced. She's like Mm -hmm. 37. She is getting back into the dating scene. She was married from like the time she was like 19 up until Mm -hmm. like her early 30s. And she goes out on a date with this guy 
And so they're getting to know each other. And he says to her, well, why? You know, like, why did your marriage fail? You know, blah, 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 blah. And she says, well, I just, it was almost kind of arranged. And, Mm -hmm. like, I could really tell before I walked down the aisle, like, I knew I needed to do this because of my family. But I also was like, I really don't know if I like this guy, you know. So they get into this, like, screaming match at this bar, basically, because the guy is like, how can I ever trust you if we're dating and you're obviously a liar and all this stuff. And she's just sitting there and she's like, okay, well, we're never having another date because clearly there's a cultural difference that you don't understand. So how do we end this night? And he just, like, gets up. He throws, like, this big scene and he, like, gets up and leaves. I think I saw that clip, actually. Did you? Because it's freaking insane. Yeah, yeah, I saw that clip. (laughs) The racism and misogyny. Yes! Jumped out. And And I'm just thinking, okay, so you're on this dating show, and now your face is out there, and your first name. Now, given maybe you use a fake name, okay. But who is ever going to go on a date with you (laughs) knowing that that's how you're reacting to things? No, that was awful. And it showed her, like, it clearly made her upset. Yeah. And she's, like, crying in the, like, Uber back to wherever they're, you know, she's going. I'm like, wow, you jerk. You made her cry and you were an asshole. So (laughs) every girl's going to line up to want to date you now. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't you lucky you don't have to ever date again? I've thought about that. Uh, yeah, uh, my partner and I have talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> that you never have how, to date how glad again. we are that we don't have to go through that. Um, I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I, I met him maybe like a year before the age of Tinder really took Kicked off. Kicked off, yeah. You lucky son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. And now we're reduced to that. <laughs> Or joining a young professionals <laughs> club downtown. <laughs> like, here's your options. Either swipe left or right, or join this co- this uh, club full of young professionals who are secretly all jerks. <laughs> they're, yeah, but they're, they're single! <laughs> there just doesn't seem to be much dignity in it. No. No matter what. No matter which way you turn. Although, um, one of my friends is dating a doctor that she found on tinder and i think it's interesting because you go into those things and either you meet a doctor who's really nice right or you meet my ex (laughs) (laughs) who is clearly a psychopath and has their own issues (laughs) then again i met that person on plenty of fish so that could have been the reason why because i feel like there's like tears right of the dating apps is tinder at the top i get i mean i guess i don't know I feel like it is. I feel like that's the one you hear people talk about the most. Sure. It's got the most clout. Yeah. Not that it's maybe the best one to use. And then Farmers of America, maybe they fall somewhere (laughs) in there. I haven't tried that one yet. Maybe that's the one I need to try. It's it's good to go into something knowing that you have at least one shared interest. Right. So. So now I need to learn everything there is to know about farming. (laughs) That's all I'm going to be. Not everything. Just, (laughs) Just find your niche. I need to read up on how to breed, like pigs or something I don't goats know. are really popular okay that can be something easy pigs will just eat you <laughs> i don't think goats eat you no they do eat your clothes though it's all right but they're sweet i don't think they'd hurt you you're right but pigs are vicious creatures <laughs> they should not be trusted when i broke my wrist last year my doctor was so good looking 
Maybe he, he was on Tinder. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's him. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, mildly shocked for a moment. Because, right. you know, you don't, like, he had, like, movie star kind of Qualities. classic good looks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you remember Eric Roberts? It's an actor. He's, like, an older actor. It's Julia Roberts, yeah. his brother. Okay. Yeah. So my mom's doctor looks like him. And my sister and I joke all the time that that's her doctor because he looks just like Eric Roberts. It's insane. That's not a bad person to look like. No, definitely not. We'll be like, oh, you're going to see Dr. Eric Roberts? Yeah. Who's now in Lifetime movies about doctors where he's the doctor that's stalking his patients. <laughs> <laughs> that's where his career is at right now. <laughs> Do you remember that I did that? That I broke my wrist? Were mm-hmm. you here for that? Because you were chasing after... No. The monster, weren't you? No, you fell over your handlebars. That's what it was. It was I was but you had her with stupider. you, right? Yeah, no, I was biking with her. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> biking with the dog, flew over the handrails, broken wrist. It was, but didn't know it was broken. No, it, it took about a week and a half for me to finally go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, I was really lucky that I didn't have to have surgery. It was, and that you now have full rotation of your wrist. It was all just so very dumb. Do you guys currently have any dogs, or have they all... Mm-mm. They're all deceased. Yeah. Yeah. They'll probably be a while before we get another one. I miss having a dog, though. And especially... Because we had them for, like, 15 years? 16 years? Mm-hmm. That's how old the most recent one was before he passed. And it's funny, because when you go from having a dog to not having a dog, mm-hmm. how much you realize how everybody has a dog. Right. <laughs> Do you think you guys will get another smaller one, or... Maybe way down the road. Yeah. I swear, she thinks she's a person. She really does. She's extremely expressive. Um, we were not anticipating her to have this much personality. Uh, when we went to the rescue, she ignored us. <laughs> uh, and Josh really liked that. Because he had had a husky that just kind of ignored him. Mm-hmm. And was a really good dog, and was very easy. And so that was one of the reasons that we got this one. And then two weeks later, she's obsessed. <laughs> yeah, her entire personality comes out, and I had to spend twelve hundred dollars on a pet therapist, <laughs> helping me uh, deal figure with out what her animal. issues were. Yeah. But it was great. It was money well spent. I would yeah. do it again, but it was a little ridiculous. Maybe that's the kind of therapist I need is a pet therapist, but for myself. How's your uh, workout been? It's good. Sucks. it sucks it's good though we're gonna do hopefully a retreat this summer so that'll be fun to get to see everybody the tansy is coming to nashville at like the end of april and or beginning of april and i wanted to go but it's the same weekend i signed up for that 5k that i'm doing are you doing a 5k yeah (laughs) in winston i didn't tell you about that yeah so katie and and stephanie my friends from Greensboro are doing it. And so, like, the end of last year, Katie was like, you should do it with us. And I was like, oh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, do- I'm not running. Like, let's just put that out there. I am not running. <laughs> okay, so you're not doing, like, couch to 5K or anything Oh, like that? God, no. Okay. I'm just going to be briskly walking. Like, okay. my grandma used to take me to the mall and power walk. That's what I'll be doing <laughs> at this 5K. But it's in Winston, and it's like a craft half is what they're calling it. So you get like a beer at the end. And oh, okay. Yeah, so that 5K is going on literally the same day as Tansy being in Nashville. So I'm going to miss it. But okay. 
I, this is what I hate about working out because I feel like you go through cycles of working out where you're like all in it and a hundred percent, and then there's weeks where you're like, I don't. I really cannot get the motivation. And I feel like this week was my off week. Like, I usually go from the beginning of a workout to the end of the workout Mm -hmm. and knock it out. Like, I mean, I have breaks and things like that. But I rarely get into a workout and halfway through go, I don't want to do this anymore. And that was what I struggled with this week. It was like every time I started, it was like a struggle to finish it this week. I'm like, it's okay. The old me would have been like, screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. But the new me (laughs) is going to show up and still do it. Daggone it. That's cool about the 5K. I thought I told you about that. No. Mm. Probably because I was like, I'm not really running. I'm just going to be there. <laughs> one of the reasons that, that we got Gabby um, and one of the reasons that we got a dog like her mm-hmm. is because I, I wanted to get out and start running and I knew I needed. You know, and you needed to strap her to a bike and fly over the handlebars. Yeah. 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 Um, but before the bike, you know, I got <laughs> So I went from basically zero physical activity to jogging several 5k distances a week god this is the problem i like of of the many issues that i have uh one of my problems is just going all out if i decide i like something and that's what i did with with running i got the most insanely painful shin splints after about a month yeah no thank you it was probably because your body was like you need to slow down. Oh, it was it was all my fault. I was so <laughs> stupid. It was one of the dumber things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Your body um, was like, girl, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I just became hobbled for the better part of a week. But then I found rowing. Then you and met I, your prince charming in rowing. And yeah. it's all history. How often do you do rowing? Are uh, you still doing it? Like three or four times a week. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> God, that is intense. It's just really hard to injure yourself. Yeah. As long as as long as your form is at least like eighty percent right, then you can't get hurt. You're not, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. injure your back or, or anything like that. So that exhausts me just thinking about it. When I was driving downtown today, I passed that cycle place in Biltmore Village. Oh, right. Yeah. And there were all these women getting ready to go in, and I was like, <laughs> like I I liked cycling when we were doing it. Actually, got me into cycling. Yeah. God. It was, like, before I moved back to Greensboro, so, like, seven years ago. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I couldn't walk for three days. Yeah. Couldn't walk upstairs. Like, I was crawling up the stairs. It hurt so bad. Yeah, And so, but once I got into it, I really liked it, and I liked doing it, but now I'm scared because I haven't done it in so long that if I try to do it again, I won't be walking for three days. (laughs) I don't really like that type of cycling. Yeah. That's in Biltmore Avenue. Yeah. Like, the Soul Cycle-ish. Because people have gotten severely injured from overexerting themselves in, in a cycling class like that. Oh yeah, because the they point go of, like hospitalization. Yeah, they go balls to the wall. Yeah, and so anything that's super high intensity like that or CrossFit, the rate of injury is is just way too crazy high. But the spin class that you and I were doing just at the Y, it wasn't insane. That's what I need to find, like baby soul cycle, <laughs> not intense soul cycle. Have you been able to do that that move? That, uh, no. Do you want me to show you how to do it? No. Because <laughs> I think you can. Because I'm cutting it out totally. Like, I'm not, every time that move comes okay. up, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. All right. So hopefully she doesn't do that at our retreat because I will literally stand there while she finishes doing it. It's real hard. What did you say it was called? So my gym, it's referred to as a, uh, a thoracic bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think of Jurassic Park when you say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> 
Yeah. A Jurassic Bridge. That's what I think of. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like, like I'm going to die every time I see her do it. I think the basic <laughs> one you showed me that one time. I think I just described it to you because we were at that yeah. weird CBD bar. <laughs> the only two people in the CBD bar? Yeah. <laughs> Your drink was so much better than mine. I could barely finish mine. Yours was a lot better. We never talked about that. Did you feel a difference no. from drinking yours? I felt a difference in mine. A hundred percent. God, man, you had such a better experience. (laughs) I did. That drink made me feel, and I don't know how to describe how it made me feel. Because I've been, you know, I've smoked pot before, so I know what that feeling is. And then I've been drunk before, so I know what that feeling is. But it wasn't like either of them. Like, I could just tell. I mean, did you, did you feel more relaxed? I did. I definitely felt more relaxed. Because I got those gummies or whatever mm-hmm. and so the next day I tried one and I felt a little bit more relaxed I don't know if maybe I'm just extra like I'm sensitive to it maybe mm-hmm. and that's why because my mom she could not tell a difference yeah. at all and my mom's bought CBD oil before and has not been able to tell a difference but the the CBD products that I've had haven't had any, any effect kind of real impact no Maybe I'm just a baby. It was funny listening to you and your sister talk about ASMR. Oh my gosh. She is so anti-ASMR. What are your thoughts on ASMR? I love, I, I am so serious that I love it. It's, it's, it's my thing. <laughs> uh, I don't have super strong feelings about it either way, but yeah. I, I lean more towards your sister's viewpoint. Jerks. I think it's just because it's like a soft, the ambient yeah, noise, yeah, type of noise. So do you find that more effective than like white noise machines? Yes. Oh. Yeah, 100%. To me, the white noise makes me more anxious. Okay. Because it's so much, you know what I mean? Like the ones where they eat honeycomb, those are my new obsession. Probably pretty similar to like silk cutting. Yes. There was a brief moment where I wanted to kind of get into wood cutting. (laughs) Uh, Ashley always loves these random things. Yeah, but... It, it seems very calming. Yeah. <laughs> to woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you going to make? Were you going to make, like, bird whistles or? So the first thing, <laughs> like, the first project that they recommend is uh-huh. is an egg. How um, would you do that? And with what tools do you use to do that? Uh, just, like, woodcutting knives. Okay, you know? okay. Okay, and, I'm with you. And you're supposed to have, like, you, or you can have a glove like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess in my brain I was thinking of, <laughs> I was thinking of being a blacksmith. That's where oh, I was going no, in your brain. No. So that's where, which I know is totally different from woodworking, but in my brain yeah. I was like, yeah, how are you going to do that? Like, don't you need an iron? No, that's blacksmithing. Yeah. Metal, <laughs> woodworking. Metalworking. Yeah. But in actual, that could be, like, your new niche. I mean, you could be, like, a woodworking and make chairs and barstools and things. You'd be very profitable doing that. Yeah, I'm sure, but I would need, like, a studio or something <laughs> if I were doing anything on that scale. Like, I was going to do, like, little figurines of Gabby. <laughs> of Gabby. Yes, <laughs> of Gabby. So everybody's getting for Christmas this year is a wooden Gabby. <laughs> so is there anything you want to promote about your lifestyle? <laughs> well, just so we're clear that I gave you the opportunity. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I was, I was slightly worried about when you asked me to... to come on your podcast I was like okay so I know her thing is about being like positive and inspirational and it's never really been my jam <laughs> so what are we gonna talk about <laughs> thank you Ashley for joining the podcast today thank you it was fun